Can I sit on your lap? Just oh, yeah. My TikTok videos went viral. We ended up with like 5.4 million views on it. It was. It was crazy. That's awesome. Are you considered a paraplegic? Paraplegics and quadriplegics are caused by spinal injury. So mine's a genetic condition. You have a brother who has the same yep. disease as you. So what are the odds of that? Do it's you know the very number? rare. It's like one in a hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, it's called spinal muscular atrophy. Oh you got the leather today. Welcome back to the Two Dudes Three Legs podcast with your host Zach Dingy. Tony Capaletti. Today, we're sitting down with Dana Jones, award-winning entrepreneur, tech innovator, and founder of Accessador. So I think the way we should start this off, because uh, I'm very curious about it, is let's talk about Accessador. Uh, a fun little exercise we like to do to learn as much as we can as quick as possible <laughs> would be for you to give us your elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. All right, let's do it. So Accessador is a smartphone application and compatible device that allows people to open handicap accessible doors from their phone. So it removes the need to touch the blue button. Um, it removes all the engineering flaws in the current technology and makes it a lot more user friendly for people with disabilities. Okay, awesome. So it is, it's a, it's a software that goes into the blue, explain how it actually works. What does it wire up to and what does it connect yeah, to? Yeah, so it's a two-part system. Okay. It's an application that's on your phone and then there's also hardware that's okay. installed into the existing door system. So we feed right off of the uh, power supply in those buttons. Um, okay. It basically just makes it compatible okay. for a phone to trigger it. Okay. And this is all proprietary equipment that you've designed and yes. come up with yourself? Yep. Very cool. So essentially the way it works is you come up to a door, you're at stop and shop or whatever it is. And usually, you know, I can imagine this myself as, you know, I spent some time in a wheelchair yep. and it's such a pain. You wheel yourself up and then you got to hit the button and then you get back in the right position and to come through the door. And it's like, okay, that's pretty hacky. Yeah, it's not real smooth. So, so the way you solve it is I come straight up to the door. I take my phone. Boom. Is there, it's all touch or is there like a voice so we feed off um built-in um accessibility features so with smartphones the beauty of it is you can use voice activation so think of like siri um you can also use something called eye gaze so let's say you aren't able to use your voice um you are able to use your phone with your eyes wow. so as long as you have eye movement you should be able to open the door is there anyone who is in a wheelchair or disabled who can't use the device? We haven't found one no. yet. So basically you can do anything. Yeah. Voice, if you could touch it, if you can look at it. That's crazy that you can look I at it. I love that. Yeah. I want to get it just so click. I can walk up and that's be like, crazy. yo, Siri, get the dough. Yeah, open the door, sir. <laughs> open the door. There you go. But like, Why did you feel the need to create this specific product? Because a lot of people don't think about it, obviously. But right. And then you think, oh. Well, they just click on that button, no big deal. But it's it's probably a lot of people can't click on that button if you're in a wheelchair, you know? Exactly, so it came about on personal experience. Okay. Um, I was a freshman in college, and when you're in college, it's your first experience being off on your own, yeah. right? A lot of independence, uh, not relying on other people. And one thing that always got in my way during the day was opening doors. Um, so one day, I ended up getting trapped in a building 
because nobody was around. It was kind of like a weird time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I ended up using my phone to call a friend to come over to help open the door. And that was kind of my my aha moment mm-hmm. or my light bulb moment of why am I using my phone to get help when I could use it to help myself. So that was kind of the, the spark behind it. And from there, you know, we built a team. So right now it's a team of four. Uh, it's myself, uh, Jacob, who's our head hardware and software engineer. And we have two sales members on the team. So it's been, you know, running ever since. Yeah. Oh, I want you to go into details about, you know, from spark to first use. Can yeah. So that? like, yeah. So, uh, you know, it took a while. Uh, to get up and going. So we initially first started with, you know, betas, um, different prototypes, kind of getting it streamlined into what would be feasible for actual end use. Uh, So we went through that. It took about, I want to say probably two years to get to the point where we had an actual functioning unit. Mm -hmm. So from there, we ended up doing some testing. Um, You know, we've competed in different business plan competitions uh this whole company is actually funded off of prize money from competitions so we don't have investors or anything like that we bootstrapped this whole thing uh so you know figure a tech company you want to think maybe 100 grand somewhere around there to get it up and going we've done this whole thing for under thirty thousand dollars wow um so a lot of sweat a lot of sweat (laughs) equity went into this but you know it works and we've gotten to this point so far. So what's your strategy then? Because this is a business where everything is already in place, so to speak. Like if you go to any colleges or big big campuses, things of that nature, hospitals, whatever, they they have the blue button. So right. is your job or, or is your strategy just to get in as many of those as you can and you kind of have like a headhunter style of going to them straight up and just talking to them? <laughs> yeah. So we've done a lot of, you know door-to-door uh, sales, if you want to call it that. Love it. Um, ultimately, <laughs> our end goal is to partner with the producers of those buttons Got so it. that we don't have to do this as a Part B. Um, so they would be, you know, installed during production, and then when the units are purchased, right. uh, it would already have it. Right. right. So it would already have it installed. Um, not like it's a big deal. It takes five minutes to install our unit, so it's not that much work to do it after the fact, but... It definitely would save us a lot of legwork uh, on that piece. So then you're looking end game for your, this would be a nice exit. Yeah. Yeah, to sell it. Yeah, sell it. Genius. Yeah, royalties. We can do royalty deal on it. Yeah. yeah. So how? What are your What are your numbers right now? Like, how many think places are you in? How much sales have you done? Stuff like that. Yeah. So we're in four locations okay. at this time we're in 150 doors okay. um we're wrapping up beta testing okay. so when covid hit uh it kind of delayed our data gathering because yeah. nobody was at college everybody right. was either trapped in their dorms or at home okay. so we weren't getting the user feedback like we needed so we're wrapping that up we're hoping by january 1st we'll be ready to hit the ground running Mm-hmm. Uh, for the new year and uh, anybody can purchase it at that point so interesting like it's it, how old how old is the blue button thing you know when it was created it's over 50 years old okay. and it has not kept up and it's so technology. like yeah no if you think about it it's so utilitarian like yeah. how like i don't know i'm trying to think of people 
that we know in a wheelchair, even JJ, JJ, who we interviewed, mm-hmm. he can function and move his, he can move his arms, but mm-hmm. for, to move really all the way up like that, to get all the way up over there is yeah. not easy. Yeah, he wasn't able to you do know that what I mean? at first. Yeah, for he sure. might be able to now, right. but it seems yeah. like the smaller populations of people that experience these things, it's always that technology that comes in last. Exactly. And, and like, I think about that stuff too, because like this prosthesis I have, like, there's nothing complicated about it. No. There's not a lot of research that went into this thing, I feel, over the years compared to other technology. You know, the fastest car in the world, what, 20 years ago, took six seconds to go zero to 60. Now now they do it in one second. Yeah. Where this hasn't changed a whole lot. No, so the, the disability market and, the, you know, the assistive technology is such an underserved market. And I don't understand why. Because there's millions of people that have disabilities, whether it's vision or physical. I think I blame it on population though, because yeah, there's millions of them, but there's billions of others. Exactly. And I think that's what it is. Yep. Okay. So, well, first off, aren't you popping on TikTok? What do you have? (laughs) Five and a half million? We don't talk about that video. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Yeah. One of my, uh, my TikTok videos went viral. We ended up with like 5.4 million views on it. It was it was crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> so That's awesome. you do, do you, aren't you on social media a lot? You're on TikTok, Instagram a lot. Yeah, right? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, even though that's old school. Um, oh. Yeah, I do so everything. So you're on there and you make a, you're, you're, you kind of are two part. You're like expressing the brand, but you're also talking about what's going on with you and how to do that and, all, and how your struggles in day to day. So you joke about it a lot. Do you feel the need? Like, is that necessary? Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I'm all about dark humor. I think. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, that's like the way I survive. Honestly, like you have to make fun of it, right? I mean, you can't just like mope around or, you know, go day to day and like let everybody, you know, put their, um, their thoughts onto you or whatnot. But it's also, I feel like there's stigmas around, you know, disabilities and, you know, people might not know how to approach it or how to talk about it where they're afraid to offend you or who knows what. So by joking, you know, it breaks ice and it lets people ask the questions that they want to ask. And Mm -hmm. I mean, for myself, I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody has um, as long as they're asked respectfully, uh, which is always the question mark on that one of whether it is or not. Um, But it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, you had, I forget who the story was with, but someone who said something about handicapped. What is that story about? <laughs> so I don't know if I can actually say who it was. Okay. Um, but there was uh, a conversation that I had with someone in New York City. Okay. Uh, he was in one of the, uh, you know, office positions. Um, and apparently in New York City, you're not allowed to use the word handicapped. It's differently abled, which completely caught me off guard because I thought handicap was pretty standard. I don't see the issue with it. They literally call it handicap parking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's on a the government sign. regulated word. Who are these um, people that are getting offended for I, us and I, then yeah. changing our language because they think that we would be offended? Like, why? Exactly. Is, how is handicap? 
Okay. How is that like, a bad word? What? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. So we had this whole discussion. I was like, oh, I didn't know that New York City uses different words. Like, I'm from upstate. We don't talk like that. Like, it's a whole different language barrier yeah. up there. Um, so it was, uh, it was an experience to be schooled in my own language. Yeah. That was like a whole thing. What? So what yeah. word did he tell you to use? Not any. Differently abled. Differently able. Yeah, I feel like that's more words than necessary. But all they do is add that almost, syllables. That it, sounds. All worse. they're doing is adding syllables. Yeah, it sounds like, but that also doesn't like specify. Like everybody's differently able. Like nobody's the same. Yeah, what? So like that doesn't really describe a segment of population. It doesn't mean anything no. really. Differently no. abled. I'm differently able than you, and you. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So that's insane. It's such um, a weird thing. I, I don't get why people are so sensitive nowadays. Like, I know. You're ma- I feel like they're making it worse. Like, yeah. come on. It's not that hard. Whoever you are, you learn here. Oh, th- <laughs> throw your point at Sean. Those someone was messed up. Go Stop ahead. Stop being so sensitive. That's that's my message. That's it. I'm just. Well, I'm not gonna. Everyone stares at you. Like, I love it. I think it's great. Well, I everyone, wish people weren't so awkward and they would just say something. It seems like I don't care. It's not hard. I feel the it's same way. Like, like if I saw someone with the leg I have, like I'm going to talk to you about it. I think it's so yeah. cool and interesting. And like your story is so interesting. What are we doing? We're sitting here talking about it. Yeah. Like, why does everybody have to be so sensitive to stuff? Like, it's not well, that I big think a deal. It's, yeah. I think it's more the world we live in today. Like, they make a different word because they say handicap offends people, but that's just a terminology that you have to explain. Like, if if I explain to someone and I say. Hey, that's a Spanish person. They're like, bro, whoa, don't whoa, call him Spanish. <laughs> like, how what the fuck that? am I supposed to? It's the guy yeah. with two eyes and a mouth. Like, what? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to explain him as? Um, all right, so lifestyle. So obviously the door was a big thing, and you had to get that. You're solving that problem for a lot of people. What are some of the other things that are big struggles for you that aren't for just an average person? Yeah, I mean, I need help in pretty much every aspect of my life okay. in one way or another. So, you know, getting ready in the morning, um, right. you know, making sure I can reach things. In school, it was getting stuff out of my backpack or, you know, opening doors, which hopefully that's not a problem yeah. soon. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, every every little thing, okay. um, you know, there's different different levels of need and that varies, you know, per person. Um, but for me, like lifestyle... I try not to let it get in my way. Yeah. You know, I like to do things that everybody else my age does. Yeah. Um, I go out to bars, which mm. blows people's minds. <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, you know, I drink. Oh. I go out with friends to go see movies or, you know, whatever. Like, we do normal people things. Yeah. It's not, you know, we're not shut-ins. Like, we don't stay home and hide because we're afraid of what people might say about us like that's not how i live my life at all um so you know there's different adjustments and um you know i was saying the other day to someone that i feel like being disabled has led to my entrepreneurship and my love for it um you know having to be creative having to problem solve on a whim uh you know thinking one thing when you get somewhere and then seeing that it's not set up the way that you thought it would be and having to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Um, that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. That's, you know, figuring it out on the go or problem solving or coming up with ideas. I mean, I think they're very closely tied to one another. For sure. 100%. For sure. And I like how those two things coincide so well. 
Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that on the phone the other day. Yeah. Just like, it's like you were forced to be an entrepreneur <laughs> from birth and you tackle everything from a different angle, but it's an angle that a lot of other people come in at as well. And right. so for you to be able to solve their problems and needs for them, you know, you can capitalize on that. Absolutely. So many people, well, probably nobody watching this does, but you have a brother <laughs> who has the same thing, the same yep. disease as you. So what are the odds of that? It's you know very number? rare. It's like one in a hundred thousand. Okay. Um, you know, so it is a genetic condition. Yep. Uh, it's called spinal muscular atrophy. There's a bunch of different types. We have type two, okay. the both of us. So the odds of having a sibling set uh, with both presenting with it is yep. very. Are very you younger rare. or older? I'm older. Okay, you're older than him. Yeah, I'm older. So that it's so unique. I feel like to have two people and only two that both have the same disease. So what different struggles does that come with, with having both you and your brother like that? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, especially people that know us, yeah. do direct comparisons, right? And, you know, we are out in public all the time and everybody's like, oh, are you guys twins? Or, you know, are you guys, you know, whatever. And we're not twins, we're almost two years apart. and. You know, making assumptions like that just because we're both in a wheelchair yeah. don't work. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know my brother. Like, he's a redhead. Yeah. Am yeah. I a redhead? No. I <laughs> wish I was, but I'm not. Um, so just like, you know, making assumptions like that just yeah. don't, they don't fly. Um, so that and then also like the, you know, the family and, yeah. you know, making adjustments for both schedules, making sure we both are where we need to go at the same time. Yeah. Um you know, there's adjustments, but it's time management and, you know, making sure that we get everything done in a day that we need to. Yeah. It's Again, funny. that's business right there. Yeah. yeah. yeah staying up till you midnight. You were literally born for business. <laughs> so we talked about a lot. We went through your lifestyle. We've talked about the business. Let's talk a little bit about your spinal uh, mm -hmm. uh, muscular atrophy. So when were you diagnosed with it? How old were you when you knew you had it? Yeah. So I was about 18 months old okay. when I got the official diagnosis. Um, you know, the process started a few months prior to that, probably right around a year. Um, I was missing certain mile markers that children hit. So whether it's, you know, pulling to stand up or crawling or, uh, you know, just having the toned, uh, pieces that babies do, I was lacking all of that. So that was kind of the signal. But there was no signs at birth. So no, no, no signs, signs of birth. Got it. Uh, it didn't really start till about a year. Um, so at that point, you know, the doctors were like, you need to go see a neurologist. You need to go get tested for different, you know, possibilities. Okay. Um, and that's when it came back with the, with the positive for SMA. So I know kind of what it entails, but for people who don't, what specifically does it mean? Uh, yeah, so without getting all scientific, yeah. um, it basically just weakens your muscles. So okay. atrophy, right? Nope. It's weak muscles uh, or weakening muscles. So it is a progressive neuromuscular condition. There are treatments out now for it. I actually just started one about a year and a half to two years ago. Uh, so it's, you know, supposedly meant to stop the progression. So Interesting. I've definitely seen that. I've seen some improvements which is always, you know, a bonus. Yep. Um, so it's been helpful, uh, but it's definitely an area that still needs more work mm -hmm. uh, as far as research and, 
you know, potentially cures. Got it. So what this is doing is more just slowing it down or stopping it. Right. It's not necessarily changing anything, a cure, to so to speak. Right. Yeah. It's not definitely not a cure. Uh, there's supposed to be potentially some other drugs that mm-hmm. might be coming out over the next couple of years that would be a combination uh, therapy. So by combining them, hopefully it would alleviate most of the symptoms and Got get it. me back to, you know, what an average person might be for someone my age. Got it. So does do you do you and your brother, is it both kind of like the same pace of, of what's going on? Or are you guys completely different? Does it work different? So in, with any disease, it's going to vary per person. Yeah. Uh, you're never going to get the same thing. Um, so I would say that we're both pretty stable yeah. at this point as far as, you know, any severe deterioration deterioration um or you know any major complications or anything when we were children there were a lot more uh complications just because we were trying to figure out what worked uh so once we got that down we were good Uh, and we've kind of leveled out over the last couple years yeah well i think what you've done so far is amazing because like you said most people who get in a wheelchair, it's like business. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. Yeah. And you've done a damn good job at figuring it out so far. Not. So, <laughs> so all right. Now that people know about what that, what your disease is, let's talk more about Accessador. So, <clears throat> your, your job, like, what is your strat? Because this business, or sorry, this podcast is all about business and entrepreneurship. So, I want to yeah. talk more about that side. What, uh. What are you trying to get into first as colleges? Because you graduated from Ayers two years ago, but you're back there. That's kind of your beta testing. So is yeah. that going to be your plan, colleges first? Yeah. So there's three main market segments. Okay. There's colleges, hospitals, and then government government municipality buildings. Okay. Uh, so those are really the three targets that we've seen a lot of the buttons on, right? So yeah. if you think of a college campus... They average around 20 buildings mm-hmm. per campus. Each building has to have at least one accessible entrance. So 20 units. Okay. You know, there's one outreach for that. We sell 20 units. So most often than not, there's more. Uh, but that's just like averaging. Uh, same with hospitals. It's a hospital. Like, you need to be accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also for um, government government buildings. What about like high schools? You have it for you could do it for high school too. Theoretically, you could. Uh, we haven't seen many high schools with the buttons established just because of security reasons mm. uh, and everything. So that's you know one one barrier. Uh, so our our device doesn't overpower any security measures. So if you were to hit the blue button, if the door opens, then our device will More open work. it. Yeah. Right. But if it's locked or you need a key card or you need a key fob or something, uh, you still will need to do that in order to use our app. So we don't override anything. Have you spoken to Arlington? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, they don't have a button. No, they surprisingly. don't. No, they don't. They need to get on that. Huh. Shame on you, Arlington. I know. <laughs> get on it, Arlington. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Jeez. Did you go to Arlington? I did. Okay. Yeah. So let's say let's say I did work at Arlington and I'm in charge of that and I want to come and you know make Accessador the way people get into our building. How would we go about doing that with you? Uh yeah. So you can do at the moment. Uh, we are taking pre-orders, so you can pre-order online. Uh, and then as soon as we're up and rolling, you know, at the beginning of next year, you can 
you know, get your order in. Uh, we also do have sales team members that can help you navigate the process if it's maybe a little bit more complicated for your establishment. So whether it's battery operated or powered uh, through hardwiring, uh, it does make a difference for our device. So if it's not straightforward, we can help you navigate it. Um, but you can do it online on our website or you can you know reach out now your device has to be current currently has to be paired with a blue button device though, correct? yes so the way that the blue button system works uh it's actually a glorified garage door opener yeah uh it's just a button yeah it's just a button it, goes to an actuator yep so we feed off of the actuator above the door that's what physically opens the door so mm -hmm. our our device just allows you to activate the actuator from your phone without having to click the button right so could you do it without the button i see your radical yes as long as the communication got it. is still there got it yep. and, and the actuator yes well you would be yep. you would probably sell it to someone as the whole you would build the actuator and do it all yourself right have you guys considered online. doing that yet it's not cost effective to do it on our end that way just because most people have the blue button already so to right. To do a whole new unit, it would, it's not really that Yeah, feasible. your market is really better off just being yeah. where there is a blue door or a exactly. blue button, rather. Yeah. All right, forgive me for my stupidity, but... <laughs> I forgive him all the, the time. There you I go. The blue button, is it is that like... Does, does someone come and install that, or is that made... Is that like a company who does those, or is it just the college or just the place who installs it? Oh, I'm sure it's, the business that comes it, in it says, so hey, So it depends... It. Um, most colleges have facilities, right? So they might have an electrician yeah. on staff that can do the installation, or they might have an IT guy that can do the installation. Yeah. So it really just depends on the hierarchy Got of you. the establishment itself. You can also bring in people. Um, I don't believe that the producers of those buttons offer installation. I believe they just ship it. Got and it. then they install, but there's a bunch of different ways that you can go about it. So there's a lot of different avenues you could take that business of, of where and how to install it. In 2030, she's going to have it on car doors. <laughs> elevators. Elevators are next. All right. Hold up there now. You hold go. up. You got, let me see something here. Hold up. Let me find it. Here you go. So you have won some serious awards yeah. that you got New York business plan competition. You were first. Right? Yep. First for regionals. First for regionals. Second place at state. Yep. And then you competed against MBA students and won first place at regionals. Okay. Sorry. I read that backwards. <laughs> but you won first place at regionals for a New York business plan competition. What did that, what did that like entail? What was the competition? Yeah. So that was back when I was at Dutchess Community College. Yeah. Uh, which I know that we had classes together. Yeah, we did. Uh, I believe it was Winship, right? I Tom made it Winship? one semester. I couldn't even tell you what I did. In, in <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so when I was at Dutchess, uh, I competed in the New York State Business Plan competition. Uh, so basically, it was just a pitch, uh, 10 minutes long, which feels like an eternity nah. uh, when you're up there and you're not used to it. Uh, but now it's a breeze. Um, and we, uh, you know, we had to get used to it. So... We put together our pitch. We did a bunch of practice runs. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the day came for the actual competition. Uh, so we went through, you know, we competed against, I believe there were 20 other companies in our our category. So it was IT software. Uh, we 
beat them all out. So we let's up, go. <laughs> we ended up in first, and then we went up to Albany, uh, where they did states, and we we won second for our category. And there. so that was. Was that the one where you won ten grand? It was the largest. So that us? was a different one. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot to keep track of. I know. I'm trying to read it off here, and I'm just <laughs> I got this there's here to try now. There's a lot to keep track of, Zach. Yeah. Uh, so that one uh, was actually during COVID. Uh, so it was a virtual competition. Uh, it was sponsored by Aussie Hair Care through P and G. Okay. Uh, Proctor and Gamble. Yep. So we competed in that competition. There were a couple hundred uh, submissions for that. We were selected as one of the 20 to move on to the mentorship piece of it. And then we competed against each other and we placed. So we won $10,000 awesome. in that competition. That's awesome. So that's all that money is how you've been literally funding this whole thing, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Do you plan on getting pri uh, private money or going public or anything I like that? I really don't want to yeah. because I don't do well with people telling me what to do in my <laughs> company i i just don't have patience for it um you know over the years especially in the beginning a lot of people at the competitions or just through networking have tried to dictate how to run my company mm -hmm. and i don't want any part of that um so i've learned you know over the years as you get more seasoned as an entrepreneur how to stand your own and you know kind of tell them to fuck off um, so, <laughs> you know, being a female, being disabled, being 18, when I started the company, uh, we had a bunch of different factors working against us mm -hmm. um, and, you know, kind of navigating that process and getting 50-year-olds to, to respect us was, was a challenge. But, but not a challenge for you. just yeah, comes natural yeah, to you. Yeah, it comes naturally. I'm really good at telling people to fuck off. So we're good. Did you have a lot of people try to invest? Do you still? We do. We did. Uh, so right after I got off the stage on the first, you know, regional competition, yep. uh, we had four people approach us. I wasn't even off the stage yet, and they were like trying to throw money at us, and I didn't really know how to react. That's a good at that sign, point. though. I yeah. mean, it's a great sign. It shows that we're on to something. Uh, but I also was two months into it so i didn't know where we were going at that point mm -hmm. so why am i going to bring in an investor when i don't even know what we need Smart. like it was too early so uh a couple of them have stayed you know in touch over the last couple of years with production and one of them you know always jokes around every time i see him hey are you ready for investors yet and i'm like no no we're not Nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> no, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. So, I love that. Uh, I love you know, it's it's been a been a journey. Yeah. It's been fun. I love it. I love it. I love that you you don't have you can do it without having investors because um, that's yeah. what most startups are. Is just you just got to give away equity and yep. it's so cash heavy. Where this isn't. So yeah. what is it? What does it actually cost for the the hardware? To yeah. So for production. Uh, it's right around $22. Okay. So we're, you know, five to one. Profit margin, we saw the units for about 100 Okay. Uh, so like a five to one profit margin. That's wow. good. On that. It's good. Damn. And you're not paying for the install. You're just mm -hmm. selling no. it? Or that, okay. yep. yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't well, want to get into install that. Install very, very simple, right? Yeah. Five minutes. Right. Five minutes, I can do it. And I have no tech experience <laughs> at all. At all. So it's it's super simple. Got it. Okay. Tony, you got any questions? Yeah, where where exactly are you at with the business right now? So you have the product figured out. 
you're ready to just roll it out and start with sales now. Yeah, as soon as we get through this beta test, we're ready to go. Okay. Uh, we have manufacturers lined up. Everything is New York produced, so it's all local. Uh, that was one really big piece of it for me is we wanted to keep it local. Uh, so no offshoring. Um, it's Rochester, Rochester, New York. Oh. So it's what, six mm -hmm. hours from here? Yeah. Um, not far at all. Okay. So everything's super convenient and super... Super local. And now, do you have your foot in the door anywhere where when this is ready to sell, you know, you got a couple contacts that are ready for purchase? Yeah. So we actually have a contact down in Disney. Uh, so they're going to be one of our, I think, one of our first wow. uh, purchasers. So we were uh, in touch with them, uh, you know, towards the beginning of all this. And they've kind of followed us throughout this whole thing. So hopefully we'll have a you know, Mickey Mouse ears on our... Yeah, our let's go. That's impressive. Um, That's amazing. Well, they've been really pushing accessibility down there. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of fits in with what they're doing. That's impressive. So you have people lined up already. So right now you're in the beta still. You have people lined up. And as soon as it goes live, you're going to start going like crazy? Yep, we're good. Okay. We're good. All right. If Maybe not, so. I can just have a lot of trouble with the blue button and i'll just sit there with your cards yeah, you and hand them out. yeah you could be our model tony yeah feature all the videos let's do it <laughs> i mean that's the that's what it's cold calling it's knocking know. on doors yeah. it's, it's, you gotta start doors. somewhere exactly you gotta start somewhere all right so growing up um you i'm not even, i'm not gonna worry i'll ask the question so go ahead go for it tony. so you told us a lot about your business and you know life nowadays uh, but I'm sure getting to this point, there were a lot of different struggles you overcame, you know, as a young adult in this situation, your experience of life is very, very different than ours. And, you know, I'd like for you to speak a little bit about that to give us some insight on what it was like growing up with uh, SMA. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as a kid, I was in and out of the hospital all the time. Uh, I missed a lot of school, you know, kind of the socialization that comes with being in elementary school. Um, you know, it was different. I, you know, I don't think I ever had a solid month in school without being in the hospital at some point. Oh, man. Uh, I so didn't that, know it was like that. Yeah, so it took a while to get everything kind of situated. Um, you know, growing up, my parents did a really good job at making me not feel different. Um, you know, making sure that I did everything everybody else did, uh, not secluding me from you know different activities uh letting me figure it out on my own i wasn't spoon-fed you know how to do everything mm -hmm. so i think that really helped in me learning how to navigate this different lifestyle um you know i was a little bit more shy as a kid um not anymore <laughs> obviously um i found you know my my confidence but uh you know as a kid there's different you know, expectations that you need to go through or what you think you need to do to fit in. And I don't know if I necessarily cared about fitting in um, just because I knew I was always different. Mm -hmm. But having, you know, that background of you can do whatever you want to do, uh, I think really helped with kind of shaping to where I am now. Mm -hmm. So you have a very unique perspective on the world, I'm assuming. So what if, if you had to break it down into one message that you would give, what would it be? That's a tough question. Uh, probably just not taking no for an answer. Okay. Um, go do what you want to do. I mean, you live one life, right? 
So you need to go and do what you're meant to do. Um, you know, not not living the life that other people want you to live. Nope. I think is what it comes down to. Okay, I like that. I knew I knew you'd have a good answer for that, so that's yeah. why I was. That's why I made it's a really think good question. I, I wonder where he got it. That's my question, bro. Damn. I took it from you too early. That's the ending question, you could, bro. You could have my figgity flapjack facts for <laughs> this one. She dropped a bunch of flapjack facts on him. You dropped the ball on that, buddy. Well, listen, speaking to you has been awesome. Like, your message and, and the way you've gone through things is like, it's so beautiful to see because I really think that a big struggle that people like yourself and myself even have when you go through something like this and you're people like almost expect you to not be able to do things. And that expectation could almost hold you back more than any, than whatever it is that you have that's holding you back in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it's like, if somebody told you your whole life, Oh, well, you're not going to be able to do this. Well then you might actually believe them. Yeah. And that, that's worse than. I get no greater element. joy than proving people wrong. Oh, I love that. It is my pride and joy. It's what I love for. I love proving people wrong. Yes. So, so she's. What is she driven by, bro? <laughs> driven by madness. Yeah. So your your parents, though. So uh, there's a testament to your parents. So there, they were obviously made sure that you were always involved in anything. Never changed anything. You know, to make you feel not like you were a part of it or whatever. Not Terrible normal. terminology for yeah. what I'm trying to say, but. Uh, that's a testament to your parents. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Great, Absolutely. great parenting yeah. for them to Absolutely. give you that confidence. Um, and you've certainly proven yourself <laughs> on the battlefield. I know a lot of 24 year olds that have nothing going for them. Yeah. <laughs> I know a couple of those. Yeah. I know a couple of those. You only too. know a couple? Yeah. You've got good friends. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of friends. It's a problem. <laughs> I'm very picky with who I spend time with. It's good. It should be. That's the best. Bryce, how many? How, how long are we? We're 40 minutes and I got a few questions. Go for Give him a mic yeah. if he's going to ask questions. Well, uh, <laughs> right. so, okay. Um, Dana. How strong are your hands? Like, what kind of things can you do with your hands? Yeah, so with spine muscular atrophy, there's a limitation on dexterity and strength, right? So um, I'm able to move my fingers. Um, I can grip, not strong, but I can grip. I can use a phone like normal so I can hold it, talk on it, whatnot. Um, but there's limitations, right? So uh, being able to reach or, um, you know, uh you know, uh, holding odd shapes, like the grip isn't necessarily there. Like brushing your teeth. Yep. I can brush my teeth fine. Okay. Um, as long as I can reach it. Right. So like someone has to give it to me. Um, I can feed myself fine. Um, which isn't always the case for people with SMA, you know, there's different types, different severities. Um, but I can do all that on my own. Um, you know, um, do you like cooking? Do, have you, do you get involved in cooking at all? I'm a better baker. I'm okay. a better baker. Uh, I leave the cooking to my parents because, <laughs> one, I'm too lazy to cook, and two, I don't have time. So unless it's, like, cooked and ready, um, I'm, like, not eating because I don't have time. So uh, other than you guys being busy, what is the dinner table like? Like, 
I mean, for the these are things that people don't even think about. Like, there's yeah. you're not sitting in a dinner table chair, right? Nope. So I Tell stay. Dinner, yeah. So I stay in my chair, uh, but my ass isn't glued to the seat. Right. So I sleep in a normal bed. I don't know why people think I'm like never out of my chair. Like I'm not attached to it. I wasn't born with it on me. So um, I use my chair for you know dinner or working or just moving around obviously um but it's a normal dining table it's you know the same height as any others um there's plenty around here right. we got yeah. 50 i see a couple I see. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to empty it so, out so and i'm please forgive me i'm just asking these questions because i'm just it. curious like it seems like your legs are elevated uh like i mean your leg your hips like as far as like the angle yep so my is chair is tipped back okay um i have the ferrari wheelchairs yeah. so i can give you guys a chair tour later uh but uh it has reclining so i do recline uh just so that i don't have pressure on my hips or in the back of my legs uh it's just to change you know change the pressure so i don't get like sores or anything well, along those lines that's interesting okay Right, and I know my grandfather had two hip replacements. Okay. And he like you know was all about like the certain elevation of his hip alignment, right? Yep. On an angle or anything, so I'm sure it's related in some way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I change positions all day, uh, just because I am sitting for 18 hours a day. Uh, so you you can't sit still and for I that long. That was like a learning curve, like for your family, right? I mean, you you and your brother being years apart, but essentially you guys we're figuring this thing out as a family since mm -hmm. your birth basically you figure it out as you go yeah. you figure it out as you go so uh you know you come up with what works for you and then you stick with it and then if it doesn't work you change it um what about clothes like like uh, are you are uh, you're wearing a nice dress thanks like, do you guys have to like retrofit your clothes to fit you that's a good question so uh we wear normal clothes uh not anything special they do make adaptive clothing now so that's like a whole new thing um i don't know if you guys watch like new york fashion week or anything along those lines but they actually did two whole runway shows of adaptive clothing oh wow so whether it's um magnets instead of buttons mm -hmm. because people don't have the dexterity to undo the button or maybe there's a zipper on the back of the jeans so that you don't have to force your foot through it or um velcro even like there's a bunch of different options out there now where it looks normal which is my biggest thing um but it's it's easier it makes your life easier i'm sure and it's a huge that's a huge thing that like i said again that people with without spinal muscular atrophy aren't thinking about on a, on a day to day basis right, right? uh so there's uh, when we had JJ on the show, I was really just getting first introduced to like the meaning of like paraplegic, quadriplegic. I don't know. I just didn't really know, right? Mm -hmm. So, are you considered are you considered a paraplegic? So, paraplegics and quadriplegics are caused by spinal injury. So, mine's a genetic condition. Mm. I was born with it. Where paraplegics, quadriplegics, something traumatic happened, they severed their spinal cord, and then they're you know they're paralyzed. Um, so that's not something you're born with, typically. Um, so it is different. Even though we both use power chairs, it's not the same diagnosis um, as if it were to be that.
yeah, obviously it's like a three, it's like a completely different conversation than like with JJ, like, yeah. you know, self-induced, right? Right. On his end. Yeah. Um, which is still a nightmare. Um, yeah. But do you, do you have feeling in your legs? Yep. So I feel everything. Okay. Um, contrary to what most people believe. Um, I don't understand that either. Um, but yeah, I could feel everything. Um, I did have a spinal fusion when I was five. So there's certain parts of my back where I don't have full feeling. Um, it kind of feels like pins and needles mm. a little bit if it's touched the wrong way. Uh, but I, I can feel everything else. So inherently the nature of your disease being determined as atrophy, right? So that is actually now, as I'm thinking about it, explaining to me the fact that like your legs, right? They're atrophied because they've never been used. Well, so it's, I, it's not skeletal at all. It's, it's yeah. only muscular. Yeah, it's only, yeah, it's muscular. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm not using my legs. So right. I'm not going to have like 14 inch caps. That's just not going to happen. I wouldn't want that anyway. Um, but it's atrophy. So if you don't use it, you lose it. And with a progressive neuromuscular condition, even if you do use it, you're going to lose it. So right. um, no matter what you do, unless there's a treatment, you're going to lose it at some point. Um, right, so my father had ALS. Yeah. So it's it's basically uh, SMA is like the childhood form right. of ALS because typically you're, what, 40 and up? Yep. Normally, when you get That's when it diagnosed, so and it's, it's the, very similar. It's like the same exact thing, but it seems it happened a lot faster. Yep. Yeah. So, were you are you able to to walk at all, or were you when you were younger? So, if I now no, okay. um, when I was younger, with support, like whether it's like holding hands yeah. or you know somebody's holding into my arms or something, um, I would be able to weight bear. Um, I used to have a stander that I would use for weight bearing for bone density and stretching and all that stuff. Um, after my spinal fusion, we kind of ended a lot of that just because it was too painful to do. And you have to think of quality of life, mm -hmm. right? Like what's more important, not being in pain or standing for something I'm never going to do. It was painful to try and stand and walk <laughs> and stuff. So a spinal fusion your whole back oh, spinal is cut yeah. open. Yeah. So, uh, you know, rods are put in, um, everything. So to go from not standing for seven, eight months during my recovery to then trying to stand, uh, everything gets tight. You know, I wasn't stretching. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a priority of mine at that point. Uh, so everything got tight. There was overstretching issues. Um, and then also the fact that I wasn't standing at all for that long uh you know the bone density gets weaker um the bottom of your feet gets sensitive mm -hmm. it was it was pretty painful i'm sorry so this is a probably a tough uh tough subject to talk about but when you were younger <laughs> did they or when you were born did they give you a, a percentage of what you were going to live or something like that so most it depends on the type right okay. so i have type two okay. uh so normally with type 2 without intervention they normally say you live to like 20 30 somewhere around there but there's interventions so it shouldn't really affect um my lifespan at all with type 1 that's the most severe typically you don't live past two wow. for that wow so that's a little bit more brutal wow <laughs> Jeez. yeah 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you're a survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, people try to write me off, but hasn't, <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Um, I want to talk about something fun. So I saw something on your TikTok about you on Tinder. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yes. I'm calling oh, you no. out big time. Let's go. Oh no! So what has dating been like in your 20s now? So honestly, I don't give it much time because I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys are fine, but most guys are really stupid. Um, so you know, during quarantine, I downloaded all the apps because I wasn't meeting people out in the bars or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the comments that I would get were ridiculous. All right, I need three Stories. of them at a minimum. Three of I don't know if they're able to be aired. Is oh, the absolutely. If you see okay. our other episodes, <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> uh, all right. So some of them made it on my TikTok. Um, I think my all-time favorite was a guy said that I should ride him instead of my chair <laughs> and he got an a for effort but like oh. no dick's that powerful so that's not gonna work <laughs> i hope he's watching i really hope dick's he's watching powerful. i really hope he's watching uh one guy said that he could fuck me to walking oh my Which, god if you think about it isn't that an oxymoron? Because like, aren't you supposed to fuck me so I can't walk? Yes. There you go. That means you didn't do a good job. So write them off. <laughs> Keep going. Write them off. I think those are my two favorites. Um, one guy asked if my chair vibrated, and I was like, no, I have really good shock, so it doesn't <laughs> shake. Um, People just, are crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a time. It's a time. Oh yeah. It's a time. Are you primarily? So that's like a whole like conception. It's like disabled people should only date disabled people, and that's right. not the case. Yeah. So I actually haven't talked to anybody that's also disabled unless they're like mentally off. Which again, it's Tinder. So <laughs> very well the case. <laughs> so basically, everyone no. I've talked to off there. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of you know the misconceptions about that so i haven't talked to anyone in a wheelchair or you know different disabilities or anything not like i would have a problem with it if it was something but it hasn't happened so are you still on tinder are you still looking oh fuck no (laughs) i totally did that shit no that's great that's hilarious tinder is the worst place in the world i think (laughs) it's not easy to find someone i mean the date actually it's not what tinder's for no no Oh, that's uh, terrible. One, more, one related question, and it, it's probably something hard for you to talk about. I don't know. Um, is motherhood in the cards for you? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people think that disabled people can't have kids. Um, I can have kids. Uh, you know, some people might not, depending on their abilities or whatnot. Um, it would be higher risk uh, just because... I don't have full lung capacity, or I might not be able to carry to full term. Uh, I might be premature. Um, there's actually a girl that I know that's pregnant now uh, with the same condition that I have. Wow. She's doing great. Um, so it definitely is there. Uh, whether I want kids or not is a whole other conversation. Um, She's an entrepreneur. She doesn't yeah, have time I, for diapers, I, No, bro. I don't. Crazy. No, I got a company to run. Um, <laughs> That's her baby. Why do all the 23, 25, 26-year-old 
of today not want to have kids? Because we don't want to rely on a man. Oh. It's a problem. I mean, back in the day, guys used to be the providers. And, I mean, not you guys, but some are liking in that. So, we got to carry it on our own. And it's hard to do that when you have three kids running around and True. dividing time. So, you, you don't think that men should be the providers? You think it should be... <laughs> I mean, we all kind of know that women are superior. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You just said that you don't want to be with a man because they aren't the provider, which would almost insinuate that you mean that they should be the provider. They should be, but a lot aren't is the problem. Most today are not. not. There's a lot of weak men running around nowadays. Um, Bring back the alphas. So... uh, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a different time. It's a different time. Yeah, it's true. You, you do. I would say nowadays you got to be careful because there's just so many men out there that are not even worth not the it. title. Not it. Yeah. yeah. So I get that. So let me ask you, because this is a, this is a topic that is all over social media right now about the men and, and women and fucking so many men are just <laughs> you're it's, it's beta you're in a beta testing well wait a second let's not so let's not let's not skip over the fact that so many women are not worth a man either okay I'll these disgusting that. girls online showing that's, their, that were, that's their where that's bits and go. pieces yeah, only fans? where are only fans? yeah do i have only fans hell no <laughs> i can't even look at tiktok anymore because there's like little girls and it's like where's your dad at <laughs> That's daddy where I was issues. gonna go. Have you heard of daddy issues, Tony? <laughs> yeah, I see them all the time. It's called TikTok. <laughs> app so, should be called daddy uh, issues. That's where I was gonna go first, but good point. <laughs> Secondly, is like I think the true highest thing a person could do is reproduce. Is that's like what we're on Earth for? Yeah. So let me just ask you this: Do you think you'll be more fulfilled and more happy in your fifties and sixties, having a you? building that business and selling it for a hundred million and having that amazing accomplishment, or you think you'd be happier, happier if you didn't do that and had two, three kids and grew a family. I feel like that's a split question because it really depends on what life brings. Right. I mean, there needs to be a partner Mm -hmm. that's worth my time Mm -hmm. right now. There's not. Um, and then also, you know, do I want kids? Probably I do, but again, it's timing. It's you know yeah. being with the right people, and um, you know kids are kids are great. Um, but at this point, I also don't mind handing them back to their parents at the end of the <laughs> yeah. day, so <laughs> right. I don't have to deal with them. A solid two hours, and I'm like drinking up a storm, <laughs> ready for them to go. Home. So for now, no kids for now. <laughs> no, in the no. future maybe. You're so excessador is her child. Years. Exactly, it's of my course. baby. So. If you were to have a kid, what are the chances that they're born with SMA as well? So it's a recessive disease, uh, which means that my partner would also need to be a carrier of it. Uh, There's a very slim chance that they would get it just from me. So whoever I marry, whoever I have kids with, uh, we need to get genetic testing done to see if they're also a carrier. If they are, um, I believe it comes down to like 25% chance that it would pass on where they would be affected um, and then a 50% chance that they would be a carrier of it. So then they would need to be mindful of who they who they have kids with. with as well. Got it. Interesting. 
It's so interesting to think about. Um, uh, learned a lot here today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm sure you. 99% of the people you run into don't know no, shit. They about, don't know shit. About no. what you have. It's not very common. No. Uh, I'm too scared to ask. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's only like 30,000 people in the U.S. that have this. Wow. That's it's a it? rare condition. So that's like one in a million, one in yeah, 10 million. Yeah, it's very rare. It's very rare. Interesting. I think you and your brother are the only two people I know with it. So. Uh, do you know Mark Andrews? That went to Arlington. That name sounds so familiar. It does. I feel like that's yeah. a yeah. good name. Yep. He was our age? He was two years older than me. So he was, what, four years older than me? And he was in a chair as well? So he was mm-hmm. one. Hmm. When I was a freshman, he was a senior, so. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, Dominic. Yep. Mark Andrews yeah. is a wrestler or something like that. I know that name for football. Yeah, player. he's definitely not a wrestler. <laughs> unless he's like running people over. That's <laughs> I love your sense of humor. One in 10 million Americans have SMA and there's three that went to Arlington High School. Yeah. That's that's unreal. how big Arlington High School is. Yeah, that's a testament and to And that's a testament to how bad they need Accessador. What yeah. are you waiting on, guys? What are you waiting on, Arlington? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're very excited to see the development of Accessador uh, and to see your development as an entrepreneur, because if this is your first idea and you're already going this big with it, um, I'm excited to see what you come up with next. Uh, so next. definitely keep in touch with us. Absolutely. Maybe we'll do a part two for Accessicar <laughs> in 2030. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> they have that. One of the guys around here has the yellow GTR that he drives with. Stick. Yeah, but it's a control, and you press it down for the gas. You press it up for the brake. It's hand he, controls. Yeah, he's fully well. He's paraplegic. He's from the waist down. I drive. So I don't know. Do I was you? just gonna ask. You drive yeah. too? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy it's shit! Same as driving chair. That's scary. <laughs> Only because you're a woman. <laughs> oh, um, listen, I've been driving. <laughs> For 23 years now. You're a champ for taking I, that joke. Yeah, I you've been that. driving for the longest yeah, compared I, to anyone. Out of all my friends, out of you guys, I've been driving the longest. Out of everyone here. You got so. a point. You got I a point. I got it all. True and that. you drive more than anyone. You're 16, 18 hours <laughs> yeah. a day. So, technically, yeah. she's got more hours in front exactly. of Exactly. Most people. I got it all over you guys. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> thank you again for coming, Dana. It was awesome. Thanks for having uh, me. I was, it's good to learn about what you have, and then the entrepreneur journey is just amazing. So Yeah, and your undefeatable attitude is <laughs> my favorite by a landslide. It's amazing. Thank you. Cool. We well, it. we'll see you next week on Two Dudes, Three Legs. Peace out. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Fire. 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 Fire.